And again, answering are the Eagles. Cato now, 4-3. That's two in a row for the freshman. The steal, the spin, behind the back, behind the back, splitting the double team. What's going on, guys? This is Elliot Cressy on the mic. This is Screech Report Podcast. Got Russell Kelly five inches away from me. More than five inches. Talking in my face without a mask. That's not true. Well, we do got the pop filter on the mic, so. Yeah, we're good. Pop filters uh, filter viruses. Do they? Probably. They might. Probably not. I mean, they don't hurt. Don't worry. We're safe. We're being safe. We're safe. We're alive and well. Our immune systems are thriving. Are you stressed? Am I stressed? Yeah. How's work been? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> work is fine. Are you uh, actually like, I know you're working from home for like... I'm not working from home anymore. I'm back in the office. And the office has moved? No, I have moved. Oh, you have moved. I have the moved. office was always there. Yeah. Um. So is it good to get back and... and socialize with other human beings yeah sort of but the that part is nice and the structure is nice but the um it's only a few people and we're just in our offices like we're in our respective closed doors so it's not that exciting but every now and then somebody gets bored and walks around and talk about nonsense for five minutes and you know then get back to work you know i'm not sure what's worse out of this whole year the lack of sports or like the lack of movie releases besides Netflix. Yeah, that's comparable. Um, Cause like, well, I mean, and even things that are new are things that like, we're going to be done anyway. That's like bottom of the barrel. Cause you're a huge movie buff yeah. and would at least go to the theater at least once a month, twice a month on average, probably, probably one and a half times a month. Okay. Yeah. Rounds up to two. If you're talking the year. Yeah. Because sometimes it'll be like three times. And even I'd be excited maybe once every six months for a movie. Right. And now it's like nothing. I mean, the Black Widow movie was about to come out. And now, and I mean, guys, Mulan's like done, but now Disney's going to release that. They're going to charge people like 30 bucks or something like that on Disney Plus. Like for new movies? For Mulan in particular. It's like I get because you got to make the money because you're not getting a wide release in movie theater that would make you a billion dollars. But, but you've already made <clears throat> a billion plus dollars on Disney Plus. Yeah, but and you'd probably get at least five hundred thousand yeah. new users simply to watch Mulan for potentially. You know, whatever. But I, what I don't get is how like a fully grown adult with a job and stuff is like I don't go to the movies and spend thirty bucks for my wife and I. I'm just gonna torrent it, and I'm like, good job being a freaking 14 year old like just be like part of the economy and like pay for things i don't know i can torrent it too but i'm not going to because going to the movies is fun it's never a good copy right it's a bootleg right yeah man it sucks like there's nothing really to talk about at least for me because my mind has been so infiltrated by either covid or just trap (laughs) power just went out that was weird uh, just news and just negative stuff. And it's not like, you know, 
we can talk about, oh, sports are back, but it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, not the same yet. There's not random things that are popping up in the news that are cool anymore because uh, yeah, political season, it's weird. It was like this in 2016. It's like By the time... No- we, we forget, like because it's four years away, we like forget how stupid it was four years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it's equally as stupid, but, but recency bias, we're like, it's never been this bad. No, nah, it's just always bad. No, it was just as bad in 2016, especially right up to November. And mm-hmm. this year, I'm afraid it's going to be worse just because... Sir Crazy, too. Sir Crazy, plus if everything goes um, mail-in and like there's yeah. just going to be hubbub on there, both there's, sides. There's going to be excuses everywhere. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's like <laughs> the only thing to talk about right yep. now. I mean, sports are back. We've seen some cool... Uh, NBA games. Uh, who was it? TJ Warren went off for fifty-three yeah. points. That was nuts. Yep. I think Devin Booker went off the other. Yeah, night he hit too. the game-winning shot in Kawhi's face. If I'm not mistaken. I just um, uh, is it me or are these NBA games not broadcasted like on normal TV right now? It's the league pass, I believe. Is it? Yeah. So no one can watch it unless you spend a money. bunch of money. Which, I mean, I actually, I can't really blame the NBA for doing that, though, just because, like, the reason that the salary cap in the NBA has been so successful is because of their TV, like, billions and billions of dollar TV deals, and because people love watching the NBA, but, like, right now, you're not, you you didn't get that for, for, you know, part of the season, they're trying to recoup dollars, I suppose. Yeah, but still, like, I just saw stats on, like, the first couple NBA games, and they were way down compared to what they should be. Because mm-hmm. typically you would think, oh, the first game, NBA game's back. Everyone's going to be tuning in. The Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson golf match got like 6 million views, I think, at one time, like live. Mm-hmm. These NBA games, I think the highest was like 2 million, maybe 3 for the Lakers' first game back. But if they're getting more money from those people who are paying to see it from League Pass... I guess, but... I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't work for them. But, uh, yeah, I know uh, just another guy, uh, Mello. But it's just a bad... In my opinion, it's bad because you got all these people unemployed in the oh, current yeah. state of things. Then you expect them... They're one solace and escape to watch sports again. Now you got to pay, fork out an extra whatever it is. I can't imagine that the playoffs are going to be like that. I wouldn't think so either. The, also, ad- the advertising on TNT or ESPN would be... Also, we could be wrong about this whole thing. Are we? We'll have to look that up and take that out of the pod. I think there's some games on TNT, but it seemed like most of them were, for some reason, hard to watch. You ever hear Kevin Harlan like just do an ad for something that isn't related to basketball or football? He does Miami games sometimes. Maybe, but he should do that more. Yeah, he should do my life, actually. But anyways... Uh, something on the radio today is just like, go to your nearest auto zone. <laughs> he said it or yeah, someone yeah, sounded like Kevin Harlan. Him. It was totally him. Yeah, oh. Unmistakable Kevin Harlan. You know how he says, he drops the hammer for Chase Feeler. Yeah, but yeah. I think he said it before. Yeah. I want him to do that when I drop the hammer in the garage or something. <laughs> <laughs> on your toe? Yeah. He drops me, the hammer. It made me feel better about myself. Yep. It'd make the whole situation better. Bruise and all. <laughs> And he looks like he's injured. Yeah. I don't know. I get really excited about like announcers and, and play-by-play people. Like I got, I got, I can't wait to hear what, what Nate Jackson, 
uh, voice of the Eagles in Aliko Arena. Like, like what he's what kind of flair he's flavor he puts on the guys' names this coming year. I don't know. I'm that I'm weird and that kind of stuff geeks me out. Yeah, and then one of your favorite announcers of all time, Paul Heyman. <laughs> he wasn't an. Oh, announcer. sorry. Yeah, not announcer, but just a douchebag. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody's a wrestling fan, <laughs> professional wrestling, WWE, that stuff. Yeah. He represented your favorite client. No, Brock Lesnar is not my favorite. The Rock. Well, I mean, if we're, I mean, if we're talking, gonna the Undertaker. Talk, if we're gonna talk wrestlers, uh, you got Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Goldberg, and probably Diamond Dallas Page. Maybe CM Punk. Yeah. You mean you don't like John Cena? I loved John Cena in the first half of his career, and then. I don't want to get too too <laughs> wrestling-y, but the they call it the PG era, and then he got like too like cartoony, where he's just like hustle, loyalty, respect all day, very Captain America-y, um, just like annoying all the kids like like him, and yeah, his character is just stale for like about ten years now. But I don't really watch wrestling anymore. And yeah, there's no G in wrestling. <laughs> so tonight, it's a rainy night in Southwest Florida. Mm-hmm. And what better time to have uh, our special guest with the last name Rainwater on the show? What a segue! <laughs> Thanks, nature. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, God. <laughs> so yeah, rainy night equals justice. Rainwater on the pod, and we asked him. The same shit we ask everyone else. <laughs> you know, But different, because yeah. he's different. Find out what, what he said <laughs> next. <laughs> and tonight, we welcome a dude who started basically every game last season, averaged about six points and five rebounds a game, and is now set to enter his senior season. Justice Rainwater, welcome to the podcast. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. No problem. What have you been up to in the off season? No, well, I've just been uh, I've been staying out here in Florida, in Fort Myers area. I'm from Seattle, Washington, but I didn't want to go home during the COVID because uh, things are still shut down there pretty bad, and they had a big spike of cases right at the start of COVID-19. So I just didn't want to risk not having access to a gym that I could get into. Yeah, we hear you, and, and just the whole travel thing—it's it's up in the air with with germs floating around and all that. So it's be, probably best you stay put. <laughs> so, hey, I want to know a little bit more about your uh, your last name and heritage. Where's that from? What what does rainwater mean? It, where where's that from? Well, um, this has been a question my family's um, really tried to track down its origin. Um, we've traced it back to. Um, Cherokee Indian tribe, but um, we're not 100% sure on that as an answer. Uh, we've gone through like Ancestry.com and different things like that <laughs> and just haven't got a definitive answer, but it is it is Native American. Um, but that's all I could really tell you on that. I'm not really too sure. <laughs> that's really cool. It's like one of the best names in basketball and alongside Dakota Rivers, we got, we got one... Uh, watery front court. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so um just another uh you know kind of weird question. Uh at the beginning of last year, um 
I only remember this because I thought it was really funny hearing it. But um, uh, Coach Fly, he was when he was talking about all the new guys from last year at this time. He's like, he's mentioning you, and he's like, he's got like five percent body fat on a day he eats pizza. And <laughs> I'm like, is that true? One and two. How do I become that? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I, I, I honestly I can't take any credit for it. It's it's pure genetics. It's, <laughs> my dad, my dad's about forty-seven years old and uh, about my same height. eats eats chocolate chip cookies constantly, but he still still has a good friend, still has a six pack. So I can't really take too too much credit as far as my diet um, or or exercise. That's always just kind of came naturally. I was I was super skinny in high school. Like um, my senior year, I was pretty much the same height I am now, except I was only like 185 pounds. Um, so I definitely put on a lot of muscle, but I don't necessarily eat good. I have I have started to be more conscious of what I'm eating, um, just just being an athlete and trying to perform at the best level that I can. But yeah, def- definitely not taking any credit for. <laughs> the zero percent body fat so as far as advice for you i uh, talk talk to your parents you're just gonna have to look at their genetics i'm not really too sure on that one <laughs> okay um and uh another you know slate of kind of questions you know we uh you started um most of the games last year like we said and but i don't think i remember you doing a presser so we don't know that much about you so um you know just ask a few to kind of get to know you um what's your favorite food my favorite food I actually just ate this the other day for the first time in a while, but um, in Seattle area, sushi, super popular, and uh, because Seattle's on the on the border um, of the ocean, we got super good sushi. So I've always loved sushi. It's always kind of a treat when I get it. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't really know the area too well out here, but some friends told me a little place, fourteen ninety nine, all you can eat. So I got like six or seven rolls and. Went to town, but I, I'd, I'd say that's my favorite food. I think you're talking about Ginza. Yeah, I am talking about Ginza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, Elliot's been to Seattle. I know. Did you get yourself some sushi out there? No, I didn't. I don't really remember what kind of what kind of food I had. I, I, I do remember this breakfast place that I went to that had the best, like, egg sandwich thing, and I don't know what it was. It kind of looked disgusting. It looked like a burnt muffin, but it tasted really good. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> are you into any kind of video games, and what do you play? Hmm. Yep. I I've definitely always been into video games. Um, I got I got super into Fortnite right when it came out. I was kind of um, early to jump on it before it really got popular. So I started playing in season one, and um, season two. That's definitely when I when I hit hit my stride. I was I started playing a little bit. <laughs> competitively um was playing i was at a junior college in arizona so i had a good amount of free time outside of practice and stuff so i just there there'd be days i'd play like six or eight hours but um i kind of realized that was conflicting with my my basketball goals and aspirations so um at the time i i gave my playstation away to my little cousin um just wanted to separate myself from that for a little while to kind of get things um, my focus right and get things back on track. I've since bought another PlayStation, but 
I think I definitely do a, a better job uh, moderating how much I play. And right now, I'm, I've just been playing Call of Duty with some some teammates of mine. So, what are you eyeing next? The PS5 or the Xbox Series X? Man, I, I haven't really done a lot of research on either one yet. Um, I've, I've always liked. Actually, when I was younger, we had an Xbox, but when I got to college, I made the switch to PS4 just because uh, you didn't have to pay for live. Mm-hmm. Um, now they have a little play, PlayStation Plus that you have to have for some games, but um, for most games, you don't have to have it. So I'll probably get the PS5 if they, they keep that policy the same. Um, yeah. All right. Um so I know you can. I know you can sing. You're putting out videos every day now. No, I'm kidding. Um, but you're. You're. Uh, when did you? When did you become a young usher? For one, and um, a young what? A young usher, usher, if you want to put it that way. Okay. Um, man, that happened. So I used to be super bad at singing. I mean, I can't even say necessarily that I'm super great now, but. Um, I started singing right about when Justin Bieber became popular. Uh, one of his songs, Mistletoe, the little Christmas song, um, I became kind of obsessed with that song, so I was singing it constantly. And I used to be so stage fright. Like, nobody nobody knew that I liked to sing, uh, and I definitely would never sing if people were trying to get me to. But my dad kind of intimidatingly kind of forced me to sing at, uh, when we were having christmas eve with uh some of my aunts and uncles and grandparents so i sang for the first time in front of people and my dad ended up posting that little video to youtube and got got a couple thousand views but uh, i used to be super embarrassed about it um because in high school it kind of resurfaced some of my some of my friends found it on youtube and of course the whole school watched it at that point <laughs> well you better watch out people are going to start watching on college now <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely been posting a couple little videos here and there. Um, just posted one today, actually. But, um, yeah, I've always just kind of been a side hobby. I haven't really put a lot into it um, besides just, like, singing a lot. Um, but, yeah, I'd say I'd, I've consistently gotten a little bit better each year. So you mentioned uh, you started singing kind of more when, you know, Justin Bieber had his claim to fame. We talked to Caleb. We talked to Caleb on the last pod, and he said one of or his favorite artists is Caleb. Or uh, sorry, Justin Bieber. Would you uh, Would you agree that Justin Bieber is one of your most influential artists, or who is your favorite artist? Hmm. Man, Justin Bieber is definitely the one who led me to love singing. I'd say, um, and I'm definitely a big. I'm a believer for <laughs> sure. Big Bieber fan, but. I'd have to say that Boys to Men might be might be the most influential artist um in my singing. Um I kinda had a little heartbreak when I was in, in high school, so I started listening to a lot of Boys to Men. Um just kind of that um nineties slow jams era. So just a lot of different artists from that time. Yeah, man, throwing it back. I said throwing it back. I like it. <clears throat> um, what's your, uh, you know, back to sports. Um, what's your favorite sports team? Any any sport? Hmm. Well, I used to I used to do fantasy football, 
uh, way back when. I'm kind of too busy for it now, I feel like. But So I used to be super in the, into the NFL. Always been a big Seahawks fan because I'm from Seattle. Uh, we got we got robbed in 2006 against the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but yeah, they've just been consistently my favorite NFL team. They got Russell Wilson now, um, and I think he's just a good leader on and off the court. Somebody that I've always kind of looked up to. But I, I wouldn't say that I'm a diehard fan for any specific sports team. Who's your uh, Who's your favorite athlete then? Favorite athlete? My favorite athlete, I'd have to say Blake Griffin. You know, that's funny because I was going to, um, my next thing is I'm going to ask that if you had to say who's your NBA comp, like who's your comparison in the NBA. And I was thinking Kenneth Freed, maybe for like the defensive side of it, or maybe like a more defensive oriented Blake Griffin, because obviously the dunks come naturally. But that's funny you said that. Yeah, well, two, two questions in one. Um, right. Definitely, I always liked Blake Griffin. My hair used to be a lot blonder, and a lot of people would call me Baby Blake. Because um, I really didn't start playing basketball or taking it seriously until high school. Because uh, I I was like 5'8 my freshman year. Uh, and like I said, I was super skinny, so I was just undersized. wasn't really super into sports, but um, my dad convinced me to play in my freshman year. I almost wasn't going to play. Um, but ended up playing and so there, there's just always been that comparison so I feel like I've always kind of gravitated toward towards him I feel like he's also very intelligent um he's had a couple interviews off the court and very articulate so I, I, I think that I'm pretty articulate and I um think about more things in this world than just basketball um as far as current events and things going on in the world so Cool. So have you been working out on campus recently? We heard through the grapevine that Caleb and Chance are back on campus working out and, and you might be working out with them. And how's the off-season workouts going and what have you been working on specifically? So me, Caleb, and Chance, we actually all live in the same house. And uh, that's that's been fun. Uh, that's been pretty interesting because me and Chance, um, we didn't we didn't live together or even near each other during the season or during the school year. So um, he's always, I've always liked him and he's always been my teammate, but I feel like we got a, a lot closer uh, during this uh, quarantine time. But um, we've, we've all been having little time slots about four days out of the week that we go work out with the coaches individually. Um, they have to wear masks and um, refrain from getting too close to us, but it's been a really productive workout sessions. And I feel like, uh, I've really focused on expanding my game this year. Um, shooting a little bit, not necessarily the three-point, but definitely a little mid-range jumper, face-up at the elbow. Um, just making myself more of an offensive threat. Very cool. So moving day, you know, is right around the corner. You got six new guys coming in and the rest of the team coming back. I'm sure you're excited for everyone to get back and kind of return to a sense of normalcy after things kind of went weird in, in March and hopefully things do come back to normal uh, soon but um, you excited to get going again? I'm super excited to get going again um, obviously um, not being able to be with the team that's pretty big blow as far as 
team chemistry and so I'm just excited to try to get back to building that as, as quickly as possible. Um, and really during quarantine time, um, we're only going to be able to hang out with each other. We kind of, kind of have strict guidelines as far as what we're allowed to do socially. So definitely going to be spending a lot of time with these guys, get to know them quickly and hopefully get on the court as soon as possible to, uh, get that in-game chemistry together. Heard. And, um, now I know you, I know a lot of you guys, um, you end up, you know, playing with each other or against each other, whether it's AAU or high school or whatever. Um, you have any existing relationships or did you know any of the, the new guys coming in, um, prior to now? Mm, I wouldn't say outside of FGCU. Um, I met, I met most of them on when they came on their visits and they've, they've all seemed super cool. Um, but I wouldn't really say any any past relationships are encountered. But I'm I'm super excited for each one of them that are coming in. All seem like really good people. First off, and um, Dom London, he he went to a junior college. I, I went to a junior college, so we kind of have that connection. But uh, he seems like a really cool guy, so I'm excited to meet him and meet the rest of the guys. Cool. And um, yeah, obviously. Uh... Brian Thomas transferred out uh, this off season and uh, Tracy graduated. Uh, but now, you know, Eli Abeyev coming in here um, from Austin P for his senior season, uh, Dakota and Kwanzi are both a year older, uh, Zach Anderson coming in um, as a freshman. How does it feel to kind of potentially have so much more depth this year than last year? And, you know, a lot of times last year it was just three of you <laughs> that were healthy and able to play. I um, in the front court. So how does that feel to just have more bodies? It's it's super nice, honestly, and just uh, gives me a lot of excitement for this year because when you look at two of the teams that um, arguably did the best in our conference, which were Liberty and North Florida, they had seniority. They had guys who have been playing with each other for three or four years, and our team didn't have that. We had um, uh, we had three or four returners on scholarship, um, and then two walk-ons, and so we just didn't have. Um, a lot of returning chemistry and uh, not a lot of returning seniority. So I feel like having we have a good amount of seniors this year, um, and we've all had a year to play together. So I feel like uh, chemistry-wise and leadership-wise, I feel like we're going to be a different team, probably throw some people off guard. Um, and just, I mean, I can only speak for me, Caleb, and Chance, but we've really been locked in this summer. And... Uh, just working on improving, getting better, lifting, getting bigger, stronger. So super excited just for the focus that I feel like our team's going to have and um, encouraged by the the team Zoom calls we've had and just uh, kind of hearing the mindsets and the goals of um, both the returners and the, the new guys coming in. So going back to last year, you know, Coach Fly has said that or said that the game plan was originally to have, you know, Brian – start being that you were a newcomer, but, you know, things happen, injuries happen, and you were kind of forced into that role a bit more than maybe you wanted to be right off the bat or or our coach wanted to be right off the bat. But now that you've had that year under your belt, I'm sure you got some great experience. Um, do you feel like you're now in a position where you can help teach the young guys coming in and lead them as a, as a senior? I definitely think so. Um, so being in my junior college, obviously – there's a big uh, competitive drop-off. Um, 
being at a junior college compared to D1, but it's definitely a grind. You can't, you can't go to a junior college if you aren't willing to work hard. Um, uh, if, if you're not, not willing to be yelled at, they're not, they're not going to baby you. They're not going to, um, try to make everything work for you. I think that a lot of people kind of, um, take for granted how nice we have it at the division one level. Um, but last year I was kind of struggling with a minor injury in my knees. Um, so I've, I've had some injections in my knees actually to help my patella tendon, uh, heal up. But essentially my, I feel like my biggest thing has been, uh, my athleticism and just kind of that energy that I bring to the court. And every single time that I try to jump last year, I, it felt like, like a screwdriver was going through my knees. So I felt like my athletic ability was greatly held back. I don't think that, um, anybody's really seen my capabilities, um, or what I can do athletically. So I feel like one, I'll be, be a leader, um, and a difference maker athletically and physically, uh, and just doing things right and going all out. Uh, and also just, just knowing how hard it is to win at the division one level. It's, you can't just show up to a game, um, without a lot of preparation and being in the right state of mind. Like you really have to lock in. And I feel like that's even something I want to be better at is fully locking in, um, and being 100% focused on the game and, and just seeing it as, as war, seeing it as with a certain intensity that, um, where you you can't back down from. Heard. And, um, and obviously you, you impressed a lot of people with, you know, the grit you sort of just put into it, always going up against the, the other team's best big every night and, and all that. But, you know, it's, it's kind of surprising hearing that you weren't at, that you're saying you weren't at your, you know, full athletic ability because I mean, defense aside, um, you're obviously known for, you know, destroying the rim or at least trying to, and, um, you know, your energy around the rim is a big part of your game. And, you know, we've had plenty of dunkers come through, you know, the program. Rajon Tucker, I remember, he almost destroyed the shot clock against UNF one year. Um, but, um, and, you know, of course, the guys who sparked the whole Dunk City movement back in the day. And um, is that something you take pride in, though? Um, is that is it sort of a goal of yours to bring that back to Aliko Arena? Definitely, definitely. So, um my freshman year to my sophomore year, my junior college, I was, I was 206 pounds after my freshman year. And when I came back from my sophomore year after the summer, I was 245 pounds. So I'd, I'd put on almost 40 pounds of muscle. I was working out, uh, two times a day, um, doing, taking protein. Obviously I had a longer summer cause it was junior college. Um, so I just, I felt like I was at my most athletic then and um, was super excited to show off what I could do. Uh, but then I think this kind of led to my knees getting messed up is uh, I ended up hurting my back when I was lifting uh, right around the time that season was about to start. So I, I couldn't really, I could barely walk at the time for like, like a week and a half. Um, I had to go to the chiropractor. And so I ended up losing a lot of that weight because I, I couldn't work out or anything. And uh, so that was kind of depleting for me. Um, but 
so I've definitely always taken pride in my athletic ability. Um, and just it hurts, especially when you know you're capable of more, but something's restraining or restricting you from uh, showing off your capabilities. So I feel like I feel like I'm really healthy right now. My knees are doing great. Um, now I'm really excited to to get back to games, get back to season, and um, unleash it all for my senior year. Cool, man. And um, so I know you're listed. I believe it's six eight two thirty. Is that what you're trying to be? Are you trying to be bigger than that, or what? You're listed at at six foot eight, two hundred thirty pounds. Is that kind of where you're you're trying to be, like um, you know, weight wise, or are you trying to be bigger or what? Um, I'm trying to be bigger. Um, honestly, I'm thinking two forty five. When the heaviest I've ever been is that's a, that was also the highest I could ever jump. Um, I n- never skipped leg day, <laughs> so a lot of that wasn't just on the upper body. So I feel like I was pretty proportionately built right a tree uh, a tree yeah <laughs> but yeah that's probably around 245 I've, I've even had thoughts of getting bigger than that um after, after seeing zion and what he can do I'm just that's, that's always been a thought maybe maybe i'll try to get up to 280 285 but uh, maybe I'll save that for a couple of years down the road. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> save, save some shredded beef for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, jumping back to last season, what do you, what is uh, one of your favorite moments or memories from last year, either on the court with the team or maybe off the court with the team or, or maybe just at FGCU in general? Um, I have two. So one of them, for sure, the first one that comes to mind, was when Jalen Warren hit the the buzzer beater floater at FAU. That was just that's probably one of the most excited I've ever been at a game. Uh, obviously, uh, we're kind of struggling during the season, and um, that that last second shot to put us up and get us the win. It was it's one of those shots where your heart kind of stops. Well, the and it's such a high floater that a lot of suspense and. Um, when it, when it went in, I ran onto the court. The game wasn't even over yet, but I just, I was so excited. I ran on the court, like grabbed Jalen Warren in my arm and it was yelling. That was, that's probably one of the most exciting times. Um, not just at FCCU, but in my basketball career. Um, and then we also, so conditioning during the summer last year, uh, we had this big kind of, um, conditioning circuit that our training, our weights and conditioning coach had put us through. And we're all split up into teams. And that's probably one of the most physically challenging things we've ever had to do. Um, but I feel like um, we, we couldn't let each other down because we're, we're all on the same team. And so everyone who's in the same team is connected by a band. And so basically if one person's like lagging behind, then your whole team's lagging behind. So um, just it really pushed us to uh, fight through and hold each other accountable. Um, and I feel like that's going to be a big theme for our team this year is just accountability, um, being able to call guys out, but also uh, being able to accept being called out and being able to accept criticism without getting defensive and just uh, trusting that our teammates want the best for us. Yeah, those team-building exercises are crucial. Um, 
For this upcoming year, I know besides winning and, and contributing to the team, do you have any personal goals that you're aspiring to um, achieve this year? Hmm. Um, I'd say just just expanding expanding what I'm able to do with the ball uh, and offensively. Obviously, I want to um, be solid defensively, but I feel like as a senior, as a leader on the team, uh, um, I feel like a lot of times we had trouble scoring, and uh, I didn't think that um, – I didn't think I was as safe of, as a bet in the post as I wanted to be. I wanted to just be every time every time somebody throws it into justice that he's going to do something to the defense. He's going to um, he's going to go get fouled and shoot free throws, or he's going to um, dunk on somebody's head. He's going to do some some tough move. But I feel like I didn't bring that last year. I just honestly, I just don't think that my skill level was there yet quite. Um, that's really what I've been working on hard this summer. So definitely just being able to show off uh, my expanded game. And then also my free throw percentage, you, you guys probably know, you don't have to say the, um, <laughs> the actual stat out on this, this little podcast, but it was pretty terrible. Um, so that's another thing I've been working on with the coaches and just, um, and that kind of goes with shooting because I feel like, my whole life, I mean, coaches have always told me not to shoot because I wasn't a good shooter. So that's never something I practiced. And um, that's been a big focus of my training this summer is just getting consistent touch uh, from my hands when I'm shooting. And I think that that's translated to shooting free throws. So uh, I want to shoot. Um, I, want, I want to shoot above 70% free, um, free throw percentage. Um We've seen improvement like that before. Uh, Demetrius Morant, one of the best bigs to come through the program, I believe his junior season, he probably shot around 50%, maybe worse. Uh, and then his senior season, he had like, I don't know where it came from, but 70, 75% free throw percentage. And it was just really a good year for him. So it's definitely doable. But Yeah. Um. And then one of my last questions, and I know you guys want to beat everyone's butt when it comes to conference play, but is there a team in specific that you guys really enjoy playing or really enjoy um, whooping up on? Hmm. Um, man, I'm going to have to say, I'm just going to have to say Liberty. <laughs> um, I feel like kind of as a team, I'm not, not anybody in specific, but so like as a team, both times that we played them, we kind of shot away. Uh, as uh, the former A-Sun champions, they had a lot of seniority. We were new, didn't have chemistry. And I just feel like we weren't as solid as a team and as connected as a team as we are now. So I'm, I'm super excited to play them. They're going to have a new team. Um, I know a lot of their guys graduated. But definitely excited to go to their place and – beat them there and have them come to our place and beat them there. <laughs> Hell yeah. For, we need to beat them in their new, uh, I think they're opening their new arena this year. So that'd be really cool. Oh yeah. Cool. The two uh, powerhouses more or less of the A-Sun in recent years going at it. It's always a good time. Um, well, that's all the questions we got. You got any last uh, comments or anything you want to say going forward into uh, this upcoming season? You know, just just really appreciate you guys letting me on, and um, excited for this year. 
hopefully, hopefully we have a season, and if we do, I have high hopes for winning the ASUN championship, and and definitely throw throw some uh, dunks down for you guys. Maybe break a backboard. Heard. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done it one time in my career. One time. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, ju- Justice, uh, thanks for your time tonight, man, and looking forward to seeing you this upcoming season. And uh, hope all is well in the off season, and uh, looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, for sure. Thanks again to Mr. Justice Rainwater for joining us tonight. You really brought this podcast some <laughs> some justice. It's really funny, dude. Da-dunce. Da-dunce. Um, Yeah, we're going to keep doing this until the Fed shut us down. <laughs> so, More like until the NCAA shuts us down. That but too. We'll still do something even then, just probably less often and less interesting. Yeah, then our questions will change to Justice, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Right. How many eggs do you like in your omelet? How many calories per second <laughs> do you ingest? <laughs> per square foot. Do your best sign off in a radio ass voice. Are we thinking like Toyota has it? Or like <laughs> I like like a movie guy. <laughs> Do a do a movie guy. Okay. <clears throat> to stay up to date on everything, Screecher Report. Follow Screecher Report on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This has been Screecher Report, presented by Screecher Report. <laughs> <laughs>